Christ. Oh, Jesus! What the hell? Who's driving the bus? <laughs> we uh, never get a clean opening on these nine. podcasts. You said go ahead. Your, pod, your hey. headphones weren't even on. No. Uh, well, not like you have to subscribe for it. Jeez. Ah, oh, shit. What's up, Dave? <laughs> a lot to talk about. Yeah. First of all, I got to tell you, out of the last one we did, the last show we did, yeah. everyone has told me it was the best show ever. Is that right? Say it's the funniest show of all time. I told uh, I told my son and I told a couple people I know that listen on a regular basis. As soon as it comes out, they listen. I said, just so you know, I think this is the funniest show I've ever done with Jeff. And and uh, everyone's like, well, the guy's done a lot of good shows. Because I'll be, the ju- I'll be the judge of that. And everyone has come back to me and said the last show yeah. was the hardest they've laughed all the way through. I love that. I can't tell you one thing we did. I think that You were the- on cold medicine. Yes. I was jacked up <laughs> on cold medicine. Old, yeah, good, man. I like it. Uh, very nice. Happy Thanksgiving. How was? Look, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll ask you about the night. I I appreciate, and Rita just said, that Josh pushed you guys kind of into taking that picture. I'm glad you did. And I'll tell you why I'm glad you took that family picture. It sent a message to a lot of people that are concerned about you guys that they, as much as you can be okay, you're okay. Yeah. And I think, Dave, there are a lot of people that are waiting on a sign to say, hey, we're still here. We're not broken. We're, we're trying to put it back together. Yeah. And uh, everybody knows. But I think just showing that to say, hey, we're here. We're, we're getting after it meant a lot to a lot of people that care about you guys. So good on you. That's nice to say. I'll be honest with you. The last four days were some of the worst four days. Yeah, I can imagine. It was uh, it was much worse than I think I even expected. I think yeah. I think Rita knew that it was going to be bad. I said to to Josh or, and Rita before we even went up to my sister in law's up in Encinitas. I said the prayer is going to be the hardest part. I said when they say the prayer for the meal, Rita, Rita's family is very religious, and so there's always a prayer before we we and when all of us are together. And just because we don't know how extensive, Dave, I, and tell me, how, <clears throat> kind of paint a picture for us. Who haven't so, been there? How many people are there between? I know the grandparents aren't there anymore, but between kids and nephews and cousins, it's always around somewhere. It's always around fifty. It's always somewhere between thirty wow. and fifty. And okay. there's some people that were missing, but then there are always people that show up that you never expected to show up. Like Rita's family has always done a good job of finding people that don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, nice. And all of a sudden they're there, and then we just welcome them in for the day. You know, nice. It's always funny when we take uh, once in a while we'll take a big family picture with all the the grandkids and everything else that are there. Rita's parents had fourteen grandkids, and now I believe it's like up to seventeen great grandkids. So wow, you put people in, and then you tell people that you're never going to see again. You don't realize at the time they jump into this family picture, and then everyone's like, "Who the fuck was this?" Yeah, you know, when you look back at it twenty years later, like I remember there's one girl in one of the pictures that Rita's family loves. It's a German exchange student. It's like, okay. how, how the fuck did she get in there, and who is she? Yeah, like, nobody remembers she? her. Yeah. But um, so there are a lot of people there. It was a very nice family from as far as Washington, D.C. and Florida. And, and you know, obviously Rita's uh, sister, who lives up in Encinitas, hosted it. She has two brothers down in, in uh, Benita, Chula Vista area. And then we came up from uh, from East Lake. My mother's in town from Tennessee. First time my mom's ever been to a Thanksgiving here. Oh, wow, yeah. So I've been with Rita for, God, man, almost, let's say 29 years. Yeah. And I never go home for Thanksgiving. I've been back for one Thanksgiving, and that was because Josh was on the Alabama football team. Right. And we went back for senior day. And so we said, let's go to Nashville for Thanksgiving a couple years ago, then drove down to 
uh, Alabama, which was kind of funny, but just jumping off track. But as you're doing that drive in the middle of nowhere, if you've anyone who's driven in the mm-hmm. South, there are times when you're just driving, it's just two lane highways. Yeah. And you drive into the state of Alabama and you go, okay, that's Jameis Winston's hometown. And then just down the street, there's Philip Rivers' hometown. Oh, weird. And you go on two NFL quarterbacks, yeah. like in back the middle, back. From, from the middle of nowhere. You know, you're going, how the hell does that happen? So, um, Anyway, so my mom got to see the way they do it. Rita's family, being an Italian family, it's not your traditional just Thanksgiving dinner where you have what you normally get, but you also will have a full Italian menu too. So there's lasagna, there's meatballs, there's sausages, there's everything to choose from. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. The food's always great. So we uh, we go in and, and we're standing up, we're about to eat. Josh and Rita are standing near me. My uh, brother-in-law who's hosting the event starts to say a prayer Rita's family as I said before is religious they're raised in a Catholic family they're, they're Christian but hardly anybody's Catholic anymore I think there's only one person that's Catholic still okay and um he starts saying a prayer my sister-in-law jumps in of course Mary jumps in and has to to say something which is funny and then across the room my brother-in-law Lloyd who came in from from Florida steps in and says kind of caught me off guard even though I knew Jake's name would be somewhere to be mentioned mm-hmm. We want to uh, we want to say we miss Lou and Jake, and oh wow! As soon as you said that, my wife just crumbled. I cried too. I had sunglasses on because I was outside, and I start yeah. crying. But my wife all of a sudden is like shaking, crying like you got to hold her up, like her legs are giving out. Yeah, it was terrible. And then people don't know what to do. She wasn't like hysterically crying out loud. She was just trying to hold it in. Sure. And then people are trying to make jokes. Get in line and get food, or your makeup's running. I was like, she doesn't give a shit. You yeah. understand? Her son's not here. Yeah. And we had to go outside, and we had to, you know, try and get her to calm down. And, and me and, and, and Josh, it was, it was terrible, man. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was much worse than I thought. Yeah. It was, uh, I knew it would be bad, but it was terrible. Not having him there was weird. Yeah. So we go through the night, and we go through the, the process. It was bad. Friday wasn't good. Um, Rita, who is one of those people, gets up and does a million things during the day. She was in bed till about 3. You know, and she wasn't like sleeping. She was just too sad to get out of bed. Yeah. And then um, yesterday, uh, meaning Saturday, you know, trying to do the Christmas tree lights, everything else, trying to put her in the spirit. People are trying to help Fuck. out. Then she pulls out, you know, Jake's stuff. There's a million. Everyone knows her kids. You have a million ornaments your kids have made throughout the years. Ah, and then she's, you know, that everyone was hard. Then she says, what about a stocking? Do we put it on the fireplace? And I said, yeah, I go, I yeah. want it out. And she's like, why? And I said, I want it out forever. I want yeah. it out. That was hard. You know, everything was hard, really hard. And so it was, it was tough. Everything was, was, it was a long day yesterday. It was just really bad. Even though when it, I know it gets dark, people goes, it feels like it's later. These days are so exhausting that when it's five thirty, it feels like it's 1130 in our house. Like, you know, it's time to go to bed. So, uh, I'll just speak for myself. So I go to the, the charger game today. And my big thing is I went to the charger game last week. It's my first time really being out. Mm-hmm. You know, being here with you, it's different. If I fall apart, whatever, you know, you call me bitch and I'll laugh, you know. <laughs> Not going to happen. But yeah. going to the charging, I just don't want to fall apart in front of people. Sure. I just don't, I don't want to do that. People, I, whether they care about problems or not, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be people staring at me because they feel bad for me. Yeah. So I, I go to the charging and see our buddy Dave Marcus, who happened to be working the Cardinals radio. It was great seeing Dave. Um, great seeing a couple guys that, that obviously, San Diego Media, that I know that I saw the week before. It was great. I saw Sean Walchef, man, Sean. Oh, yeah text me he goes hey man i'm downstairs he goes come on down it goes need a hug you know and and uh you know sean knows as i said before it, that's what my son was known for those big hugs yeah and sean tries to squeeze me as hard as he can and, and we talk and you know he tells me he loves me and kind of makes me feel pretty good i go back upstairs and i run into 
Mark Myers, okay? <laughs> now, it's funny, just laughing, because Mark was a, an update guy all over L.A. for years, and he did yeah. stuff when we did stuff, but we know Mark 25 years. Oh, yeah. But I saw Mark last week, and Mark was really probably the only guy that didn't know what happened to Jake. But I'm not going to jump in and go, Mark, don't you know what happened to me? I'm yeah. not going to do that shit. I don't want to, I'm not going to do that. Well, Mark finds out from someone that Jake passed. Well, he's con- completely confused. So he says to me, this is, this is where it's kind of strange. I was thinking of you driving home. He says to me, the one that played football at Alabama, and I said, no. I go, that's Josh. I go, Jake, his younger brother. And he says, how many sons do you have? And I go, I have two. And then I went, I have one. Like, that threw me off saying I have no, two. No, you still have two. Dude, it, it freaked me out. And then, I mean, it hit me like, yeah. like a sledgehammer. Like, I completely, how many times have you and I done the show and you go, my two sons? Or right. you and I both have two sons. We say it all the time in all conversation. Time. Just drop two to one. And then I, I like had it got so choked up, I had to leave. Like not leave yeah. the stadium, but I had to get away from Mark and anyone who might be looking at me. But dude, I don't. I pull it together. It, yeah. It, it, for some reason, in three weeks, never thought of it like that until I said it out loud. Yeah. And then it, it, was, it was devastating to me. It was such a big deal and such a, a hit that I, I didn't expect it. And then um, uh, after I go through the game, I pull it together. Go through the game, fucking around on Twitter. We'll talk about all that. I go down in the Charger locker room, and I need to get Derwin James on as a guest for the postgame show. And I'm giving my phone to Derwin James, and one of the Charger equipment guys comes up to me, Mike. I never met Mike before in my life. Okay. And Mike says to me, hey, are you Dave Palais? And I said, yeah, I, I go, I am. And I put my hand out to shake his hand, and he goes, you don't want to shake my hand. It's full of germs. He just touched a million dirty jerseys and socks and everything else. And he goes, I listen to every one of your shows. Whoa. And he goes, I'm a huge fan. He goes, you've got me through a lot of stuff. I'm a father of two. My, my dad passed away. He starts sharing his story with me. And he goes, for what you're going through, you know, I, I feel terrible. And I really appreciated him reaching out to me. Yeah. But at that time, I could see he was a little choked up. But, man, I, it really choked me up to the point I was like, shit, I got to hold it together to get out yeah. of this locker room because I definitely <laughs> don't want to start falling apart in front of Joey Bosa. You <laughs> know what I mean? goddamn wrecked today. Yeah. Dude, I was. It was crazy. So then I, you know, I get in the car and and uh, trying to pull it together, and I'm trying to get out of this quick as I can. And um, as soon as I get in the car, I flip on the radio, and it's that it's that better boat song. Oh shit! Kenny okay. Chestnut. I got to get to that. Yeah. In a second. So no, I'm so I'm like, dude, a train wreck driving all the way down here, and that was just I just literally got home 30 minutes ago. So anyway, that that was it. The last four days were much harder than I thought. I I, yeah. I hate to say we took a step backwards as a family when it came to healing, but at the same time, I know this is the way it's going to go for a while. It's going to yeah. come in waves. Yeah, you know, and holidays sure as hell don't don't help. But man, it's uh, you know, I think of Jake a lot. I can't. I mean, I don't know what to say. Any parent would say what I'm about to say. I just miss him so much. I can't believe it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, I it's I devastating. get. I get it completely, uh, in a much different way, because yeah, Dave, I I get it because this was the Thanksgiving, the first one where yeah. I was out of the house. Oh yeah. And while I was there on Thursday, it just felt weird. Yeah. It just felt weird. And so uh, both sons came with me Thursday night. Okay. Stayed well, with me. Hold on. Well, let me take a step back to you. Uh-huh. So you celebrated with her, correct? Yeah. It was just so what the time four you, of us. Okay. What time did you show up? How did it work? Um, well, I had been, like, I started getting sick on Sunday. Okay. And then it kind of became more like the flu. So I was trying. Nobody stayed with me on Wednesday night because I didn't want to get anybody sick. So I got over there on Thursday, probably about uh, noon, noon to one. 
I would think probably about one o'clock and was there until probably about seven. Oh, that's a long day. That's good. Yeah. And but it just it felt like it was fine and then it felt awkward. Really? Yeah. Then it felt like I was it's w- time wondering. To go. So at what point is there any point where you're there and you're going, Okay, this is the way it's supposed to be, I'm not leaving here or and then it turns to awkward or is it No Hey, it's just it's I'm not ever supposed to be here. I'm just I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm still part of this family, but I'm not I'm done. I don't ever see myself being yeah. here. Yeah, no, I'm done. Do you think your kids play that game in their head at all? Like, I, I hope almost not. think it's natural for kids to think yeah. Hey, you know what? They're getting back together. Well, I told you, hers, my stepson, which is crazy, who's yeah. 29, lives in Chicago, plays that game. But um, I can't speak because my uh, Jack and Cade keep it pretty close to the vest. But I did laugh because, uh, did you ever see the movie The Santa Claus yeah. with Tim Allen? Yeah. So we leave. She didn't. She didn't cook. We just, she and I just went in together and she got, uh, went to Honey Baked Hams. Okay. Got like a ham and, you know, handful of side dishes and then made a couple of things. But it wasn't like she had to go all out to cook. She yeah. just heated everything up. We watched Home Alone. Perfect. So fucking funny. It is. The movie's great. And, but then, like, you kind of know, like, okay, it's time to go. And so we get packed up, and my son Cade goes, well, man, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, dude, there yeah. was just, you know, yeah. 150 bucks worth of food we just walked away from. So I'm like, nothing's going to be open. Yep. But the funniest thing was, and plus we were all kind of hyped up. It was 7 o'clock. And so I said, okay, we'll we'll figure it out. So we start driving around and uh and they love that movie, The Santa Claus. Yeah. But we ended up at like a subway. Subway was open? There was a subway Holy open, shit. yeah. What we a bad up, shift. Right? <laughs> Dave, I'll tell you, and we drove by, here was the other thing. Yeah. We drove by Parkway Plaza and Grossmont Center. It was absolutely packed. Yeah. And I was just like, I go, I'm, I can't beat that guy. I don't want to yeah. be that guy. We're not going to the mall tonight. Nothing we need. But I was dying laughing, telling my sons, I go, I feel like we're that scene in the Santa Claus where Tim Allen has his son at Denny's. Yeah. And all the other single dads are there because they burned the turkey or did whatever. Yeah. I go, I go, this is so funny. But we did that on Thursday. Friday, we spent the day in L.A., uh, which was really cool. But then... What like, part of L.A. were you in? We were in uh, Playa del Rey. Okay. Watched the end of the Tiger Phil thing, which I thought... I only saw the last four holes of it. I thought it was I great. didn't even realize it was out there for free. I thought everything was pay-per-view. Then they fucked up the pay-per-view and everybody watched it for free. Right. Our friends Ray and Erica had yeah. it. And they said they watched it hole for hole. I thought, I thought it was really cool. Like, Tiger had like a nine-foot putt. And if he missed this putt, Phil wins yeah. nine million. And all of a sudden, Tiger's lining it up, and there's lights and there's shadows and everything else. And you just hear Mickelson yell, "Pick it up! I don't want to win like that." Really? And our friend Ray said to me, he "Goes Tiger did that to Phil three holes ago." Oh wow! Like Phil had a long putt, and Tiger's like, "Screw it, good, pick it up, let's go." And so we did that, and then, but you know what's weird, Dave, is I just found, like, yesterday, uh, 
hanging out, and really today too, where I go, shit, man, I get it because I have the benefit of seeing them, which I don't have the benefit of doing, and you don't have the benefit of doing with Jake anymore. But it's still very bad that at the end of a Sunday, at the end of a four-day weekend, I have to drop them off. And, like, there's, like, Christmas is going to suck. Christmas is going to suck for you. It's going to suck for me. I don't want to go over there on Christmas Eve. I don't live there anymore. Um, Does it feel weird when you go back? 100%. It doesn't feel like home anymore, huh? No. No. I bought that fucking, (laughs) I mean, she she and I, you know what I mean. I know, but you said said exactly what every guy would have just said. And if she was out and you were there, she would have said the same thing. Right. Yeah. Not. Not. Right. Since she's mooching off you. No. No. I, no. I understand no. exactly. What you bought that together as a team, and you yeah. aren't, and you aren't there anymore. Yeah. No, it's not home. It. And that's the weird thing. Like where you go, ah, oh, shit, this is home, or everything yeah. else. It's not. And now it's just at the point where it's drug out so fucking long, not because of any fault of hers yeah. or mine or my attorney or her attorney. Shit, man. I think the four of us are really good people. Yeah. Like. I saw my attorney this week. He was fantastic. Uh, her attorney I've known forever. Um, it's just the way that it works. But I got to be honest. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done yeah. with the whole thing. Yeah. And it's it's frustrating. And now it's going to probably because of court and everything else and a couple other things that none of us have control over. This fucking thing is going to drag into January. Wow. And uh, again... Everybody, her attorney, my attorney, her, they are all incredibly sympathetic and understand, hey, look, you know, and shit, a lot of it's my doing because there's other things going on. Fuck, Dave, my son Jack said to me today, he goes, I'm just ready. He goes, I'm just ready for 2018 to be over. It's interesting for 11-year-old to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because he thinks the world of you and Rita and and Josh and he misses his buddy Jake and he's like, he just sees it. Dave, I think, shit, man, if I wear it like a fucking shirt, you must wear it like a fucking coat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah, you just go. So here was the funny thing. Okay. And I said this to to you and Rita and and shit, this will probably get back to her. I I couldn't give less of a shit. (laughs) So, uh, I've always hated the last night of fall break, yeah. summer break. I take it much worse than my kids do. I just hate it because I love our time hanging out together. And I had been with them, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now yeah. it's like, fuck, it's all done. So I was driving down here, got down here at about 7 o'clock, and uh, we weren't going to tape till like 7.30. So there's a really nice Barnes & Noble down here in East Lake. So I just went over there. There's no um, no real books that are out that I was interested in. Nothing. I'm just kind of cruising through. But all of a sudden, they had a thing that ended tonight, like a three-day Black Friday weekend, with a bunch of signed books. And I'm looking. You go, oh, that's cool. This one, that guy, that guy. But all of a sudden, I saw Lee Child, who okay. writes the Jack Reacher books. A signed copy and I just go, fuck it. I don't have any signed copies from him. Yeah. And and kudos to Lee Child for not just doing what a lot of these guys do, which is like leave a check mark because uh, their publisher makes them sign 900,000 copies of the book. Yeah. Fucking dude, sign the book. Good. 
And you go, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You go, shit, man. Lee Child kind of bailed me out on a Sunday night. I go, fuck Dave. It'll be good to see Dave. It'll be good to see Rita. You go, get your shit together, kid. Yeah. Rally up. Let's go. Jack Reacher would beat the shit out of you if he saw you fucking <laughs> around right now. But uh, Dave, I'm I'm ready for 2019. Yeah. And I bet you are more than anybody. I, I am. You know, it, it, we were saying this uh, a couple weeks ago is the last few years we've always had a big new year's eve party right here in this house so two things one is i wanted christmas here because we've always had christmas here my wife says she no and then it's funny my i've said to her i said i want to be here because jake would have been here yeah and then my mom said to me yesterday she goes look i'm going to request one favor don't bring it up again your wife can't handle christmas here don't do it other people have offered to have christmas somewhere else don't do it and so i said okay no big deal and then wow and then uh a friend of ours yesterday put out a thing saying she's hosting a New Year's Eve party just around the corner from here. And yes. same thing. She did it, I think, for Rita. Same, yeah. same exact thing, saying, you know what, no pressure. And it's true. Right now, my wife's not in a position not only to, to see if she can show up, but to host, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I can't wait for it to get over. I was a big part of me before even this thing with Jake happened. I was going to say, let's have the biggest goddamn New Year's Eve party of all time because I can't wait to ring in the new year from the way this one went. Yeah. I just want the bad taste out of my mouth thinking it can't get much worse. We, you know, you and I did a thing on our last show where what we were kind of thankful for through a shitty year. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good things that obviously happen. <clears throat> the The bad stuff outweighs everything by a mile, which mm-hmm. is stuff you're just never going to forget. I mean, I'll never forget 2018. You'll never forget no. 2018. I mean, we've all had those years where we go, I lost a job or you know, a friend passed away or whatever else, but this is, this is bigger than, than anything. When I mean, this was, your divorce is a life-changing moment. Losing a child was a life-changing moment that you'll just never forget. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, 2018 for me, I'll always remember because of Jake, number one, the divorce would be number two. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, That's how much that. uh, Jake was, and, and this yeah. is all respect to her yeah. as well. Jake was uh, a part of my life for twice as long as that marriage was. So yeah, I'm sorry about the marriage. But but 2018, when I look back at 2018, 2018 will be about the loss of Jake and then anything else. Yeah, what a shitty year. It's just, right. uh, yeah, just, it's just, just amazing. Something else. Yeah, uh, and Lee Sands fucking, every fucking guy <laughs> in a wife beater t-shirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lady. God dang. I'm telling you, her weakness is wife beaters and blue jeans. I've seen it a hundred times. Over and over. People knocking on the God door. damn. Trying that's to play not, basketball. That's not Blake Griffin. Put your dress back on. Jesus. Next thing you know, she's selling real estate. That's not. Next thing you know, she, she needs a plumber. That's not Norm Nixon. Next thing you know, there's six guys in the driveway playing basketball. My God. They're all playing basketball, but that scoreboard still reads 2 nothing. What the Or hell? six on yeah, one. Exactly. Oh, my God. So yeah, that that was uh, that was definitely <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely an interesting an interesting time. So when uh, so when you pack up, as far as um, you say, okay, time to go. Like you're taking the kids with you on Thursday night, going back uh-huh. to Thanksgiving. You said it started to get a little weird. Where you're like, just let's just get the let me get the fuck out of here and start. You know, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on. bad. You just knew yeah. it was time. Yeah, you know, when it's time to go. Does your place? Just curious. Does your place look a lot different since you left? Or does it look the same? Furniture the same? Everything look the same? Um, the only thing that changed out was the couch changed out, but we we had been planning on okay. changing the couch. Everything else is pretty much, yeah, my Sony yeah. fucking 60-inch 4K TV, the Bravia. Yeah, it's still right there. 
Yeah. I, I remember... Uh, it's still right there. Stern my fucking say, bed from... Uh, oh, yeah. Sleep from train? Mattress, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. My yeah, that's fucking... fucking, my fucking yeah. Bed. yeah, my fucking bed's still there. My 50-inch Samsung that I was yeah. all fired up. Yeah, I remember that. To move into the bedroom. Yeah, that's it's still true. there. Looks fine. <laughs> Looks good. It's I remember, comfortable. <laughs> I remember Stern saying it was so weird going back to his house and not being able to get in the swimming pool. He's like, I paid for the swimming pool, and he couldn't yeah. get in the pool. Yeah. Like, he'd go there to watch his kids, but he couldn't get in the pool. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you, like, um, I mean, I have a key. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a key because my kids, it was very funny. I just took it because they kept losing a key. Yeah. And then would, like, you know, sneak in the garage yeah. or do whatever. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm just taking the key. Do you Okay, when you go back, do you park in your designated parking spot or you park in the visitor's spot now? That's very funny. Um, I always park in our neighbor's spot, which is... <laughs> And the only reason yeah. why is um, there's a ton of stuff in the garage, and then she's currently moving stuff out, and then she'd be parking back in the garage, and then yeah, yeah I would just park where I always park. Okay, yeah, just just curious to know, you know, what what is that? It is weird. Things are different. Like even if I go back to my old house, which is a mile from here, and I walk the dog right in front of the house, my dog doesn't recognize that's her old house. Like Isn't I figure a dog would know by smell. There's nothing about that house that feels like it was once a home, and it was so hard to leave that house when I left it because my kids were raised in that house. Yeah, you know, again, Dave, what it's always been, um, it's been about the kids. Yeah. It's really been about them, and I'm just I'm glad that she and I are on the same page that way. Um, my son Jack said that there are Christmas presents uh, under the tree already that say to Jack, to Cade, from Mom and Dad. I think that's cool. Um, we bought, like, we got, um, like, different things for them for Christmas, um, like concert tickets, um, clipper tickets. Cool. You know, a couple things like that that'll be from Mom and Dad that we did. Really funny, like, you'll, you'll laugh at this. When they were little, um... They loved the group train. I've told this story. They loved the group train before they could talk. And there was one of those, you know, concerts that VH1 or somebody yeah. played. And they would just, like, they didn't grow up watching Barney or really Sesame Street. I had about four. I remember it was a Tim McGraw concert. I had... Uh, train. I had Stones. Let's spend the night together. An old concert video, and then there was a fourth one that I can't even remember what it was. Um, but they would listen to these all the time. So, like, they always liked that band, Train. Well, yeah. You know, years go by, and CDs you would buy, and their mom and I saw the band a couple times, and you go, eh, all right. Well, Train went their way. We kind of went our way. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the other day, I get a thing from Groupon that said, Train, the Goo Goo Dolls, who I saw years ago at Street Scene, they were really fun, are coming here to... Mattress Firm, or whatever the hell it's called now? Yeah, what the, yeah. It, some fucking credit union. Nobody Is even, it really? It's not Mattress some, Firm anymore? Cause, not, wait, it's a mattress no, they're firm. broke. Yeah, that's what I heard. What the hell happened there? We stopped doing commercials, now look what. Yeah, good luck. Yep. Hitch your wagon to suit events and how'd that turn out, smart guy? <laughs> Probably pretty well. Um But I got a I got a Groupon. Like yeah. I don't even know who signed me up for Groupon. Oh, I've never fine. even bought anything from Groupon in my life. But I got um it said lawn tickets. 
for train, Goo Goo Dolls, and somebody else. It's the Friday night that they graduate from sixth grade. Oh, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Their last day of elementary school. And lawn tickets were 20 bucks. Okay. So I texted their mom and I go, hey, I go, I'm just brainstorming. But it's the it's the Friday night, their final night. I don't know that they've ever really been to a concert. I go, we can get 20 buck lawn tickets to go see Train, yeah. which would be kind of funny, and Goo Goo Dolls at Cricket. She goes, absolutely. She goes, that'd be really cool. I go, okay, done. So we got it, and that'll be part of their uh, Christmas present. There you go. And they're going to the Clippers, and then I think they're going to a Laker game, and cool. all kinds of shit. Who are the Clippers on. playing when you're going? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I do know. They're playing the Knicks. Oh, cool. They're playing the Knicks, and this is the other thing that's really great about it, is it's hooded bath towel night. <laughs> so they're going to look like uh, Chuck Wepner as they walk around the house in their Clipper jersey. Let's just hope they aren't white. Okay? We don't need that. What? Don't I don't even little, know what that we, means. We don't need little KKK members walking around the oh, neighborhood. Oh, shit. <laughs> Who was, I thought Sterling sold that team. He did sell that team. Let's hope they're, yeah. they're red or blue. So oh, it's not the worst marketing God. idea of all time. Uh, yeah. Nice to see your Vikings pull one out, by the way. Yeah. Jesus. Good for them. <laughs> Good uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so... You know, that's it, Dave, but yeah. still, I'm with you. I just, I want it to be over. Yeah. I want it to be done. Um, and you just go, yeah, fuck. Because You're- you know what, Dave? I'll tell you this. Yeah. Next year, uh, I'll fucking host the New Year's cool. Eve party. Good. Which house? The LA house or the San Diego house? Shit. I don't know the answer to that yet. Maybe Toronto. Yes. Fuck it. Let's go to Toronto. <laughs> you, get, you told me you get a Kenny Chesney uh, story. I can't stand that song. You hate the song. Because, okay, here's the problem with that song. Yeah. And I, I, I saw it and I listened to it. The music doesn't sync up with the words. Wait, when you mean you saw the video? You mean what no. are you talking about? Oh, the music that he's playing and the, him singing. It doesn't. Oh, I don't even pay attention to the guiding music. It just it, it describes. I know because for me, I was explaining to a friend of mine today. I said they asked me, they go, "You want more angry or more sad?" And I said, "I think look at it as a tennis court." I go, "One side sad, one side's angry. It's seventy five percent sad, and the other side's angry, but there's no in between right no. now." No, I feel like my head's so fucked up as far as my yeah. my face literally feels heavy from so right. many tears coming out of it. But at the same time, there's so much sadness and anger. There's My balance is all messed up. Like, I almost yeah. wonder, am I okay leaving the house? I'm not going to knock someone's head off, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not worried about that for you. Um, but it's just, Dave, there, there's the thing that you got to stop doing is trying to figure it out. Well, that's, you, that, that's, I think it's going to be the rest of my life that way. No, but I'm just saying um, there is no clean bow that you can put on. There no. is no, there is no smooth path it it it's fucked it's a hundred percent fucked and uh and you just gotta it's a day by day you know what it is dave welcome to the world of depression man yeah unfortunately unfortunately, yeah that's that's uh, unfortunately yeah i don't want to be that way but yeah i understand understand what you're saying that because what you're feeling right now and i'm not look i'm not anybody oh Fuck off. I'm telling Dave <laughs> something, all right? Fuck off. <laughs> what Jake understood and what I understood and what we talked about a lot in 2018 was very similar to what you're battling. 
And that is trying to find the the balance between the good days and the bad days. Yeah. And it's a very hard thing to do because you can feel like the good days are winning. And then all of a sudden something happens and then you're like, you start to go through everything in your head and try to figure out what happened and how do I get back to where I want to be? Yeah. And it's really, really hard. But that's just, yeah, I didn't just diagnose Dave as depression, but, but it's Dave, what you're, what you're dealing with right now from an emotional standpoint, sadly, probably now gives you a connection to what Jake was fighting that you may not have had when he was here because you look at it and you go, fuck, I can't relate. And now you absolutely can relate to what that challenge is, what that battle is yeah, well of just trying, like you said, Dave, the thing that you said that nailed it perfectly was the way you described with Mark Myers or with Mike, the equipment guy today, which is anybody that deals with depression goes, Dave, that's it, which is I'm just fucking trying to keep it together in this conversation. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it together in this context until I get out of here and then I'll fucking worry about it. But as long as I'm here, I just got to try to put it, keep it together. Yeah, that, no, that's uh, that's it. I mean, that's that's exactly it. And that's a battle he was fighting, but to his credit, uh, but I just, I say it and people think you're making an analogy because he was such a big guy. You can't, it's like an oil tanker. You can't just do a U-turn with an oil tanker. It takes a lot of time to, to kind of get that big rig moving. Yeah. And he was slowly kind of the same way you would back up a cruise ship out of San Diego. He was starting to back it up and get it back on course. Same thing, man. It just takes a little bit of time, and off we'll we'll figure out where we go. All right, a couple of things I'm gonna we, I'm gonna throw at you tonight, and more we'll get into more fun stuff, not just yeah. uh, not keep it sad. I got a couple couple things I throw at you. That two here we go. I'll just throw them at you, okay? My buddy Brock came over yesterday to kind of just 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 walked up the driveway. I was watching mm-hmm. Alabama Auburn game and just watching on TV. And he comes in, he brought me a book. It's right in front of your face. It's yeah, it's a great, awesome. It's a great baseball book, and he's he's been fantastic. I've known the guy fifteen years, but every time I see this guy, he tells me a story that I've never heard before. Like I like it, that, which is and everyone makes me laugh. And I don't think he's always trying to make me laugh. He just tells me a story about his life, and he. And he Makes me laugh. So here's what he told me. He goes, he said he hasn't had a drink in five years. He wasn't an alcoholic. He's just trying to get healthier. Okay. So he says to me, I used to be a freelance drinker. Now, I have no idea what that means. Have you ever heard of a freelance drinker? Nope, but I want to know what it means. Okay. So what he would do is, and Brock's a big guy. He used to play offensive line at Oregon State. Big dude. Yeah. Still a big guy. I'm saying Brock's easily over 300, you know, 6'3", big dude. Yeah. And Brock says, I was a freelance drinker means I would go to bars by myself because okay. I'd sit in a corner. I'd wait for the guy and girl to get up and dance, and then I'd go finish their drinks. That's fucked up. And he, <laughs> That's so fucked up. That's so sick. He did it. it so, I mean, did he eat their french fries? No, What's the matter probably, with this probably, guy? He probably did. So first I'm thinking. Get your shit together. Germs are disgusting. I'm thinking about, the, I'm thinking about the kid in Caddyshack who drinks till he gets a cigarette butt. Oh, so he goes, how long do you do this? He goes, I do this all the time. What do you mean? That was my move. He goes, I wasn't going to buy those fucking drinks because they're expensive. He goes, I'd go into bars. I do it all the time. He goes, I just wait for people to get up and dance. I'd walk over and I finish their drinks and then I move on to the next table. That's the weirdest thing yeah. I've ever heard in my life. So he, t- 
I don't like it. So I said, I don't endorse that. I go, what made you stop? He goes, well, one day I walk out of a bar and all of a sudden five guys come out and jump me in the parking lot and punch me in the fucking face. Good. Good. <laughs> what? He goes, they say, hey, asshole, we saw you drinking our beers. Yeah, you fucker. Yeah, he's drinking their beers. So you freelance. They jumped up. He gives himself a whole title, freelance drinker. And he gets punched right in the face. And he goes, as big as I am, I've been in one fight in my life as in sixth grade. And he's just straight facing me. And I'm like, okay, now i got to know. Why did you get in a fight in sixth grade? Yeah. Be- because it was fucking batting helmet night at Dodger Stadium where they give you that plastic helmet. Yep. That's so uncomfortable. No ear flap. Yeah, it makes your head itch. Yeah, you look like fucking yeah. Ron Say. And he goes, some kid in sixth grade popped it off the back of my head and hit the ground and scratched it up. Oh, shit. And he goes, I just turned and punched him right in the face. And then when I got called to the principal's office, I said, what did he do? He flipped off my batting helmet and I, and I fucking jacked him. And so he's, he's, he's. Jesus. Yeah. So he tells me this story. And I'm just, I'm looking at him. I'm laughing. And yeah. then we start talking about Oregon State. And I'd go, hey, man, what did you go to Oregon State? I know you transferred out of JC as a JC student. Yeah. He's at 20 years old. I go, how long of a drive is that from LA to Corvallis? Oh, shit. He goes, 17 hours. But this is what I would do. And I'm, before I give you what he says, this is not me saying this. This is what my buddy's telling me. Okay. Don't freak out on me. He goes, what I would do is, he goes, I'd get shit-faced drunk, and then I'd jump in the car and start shooting up the freeway to Corvallis. It could make the drive go faster. And I said, wait a second, Brock. I go, this is not an influence you no, need in your life right now. No, no. Freelance drinks. Freelance drink. And he hasn't had a drink in five years. The good thing. Here's the, here's the worst eyesight of anyone we've ever seen. And I said, dude, how unsafe is that? Are you crazy? Right. And he goes, well, nowadays, I would never do that. But back in the day, Brock's an older guy. He's, you sure. Know, in his 50s it's not like uh, this is before mad and everything else and he's he's like i didn't know any better i was a dumb kid you know thought if i was drunk the drive wouldn't seem like 17 hours and then as i've driven with him before back and forth to la as we've gone to dodger games whatever else laker games he'll sit there and tell you i flip my car here and they'll drive up the freeway oh another time i flip my car here yeah he crashes all the time yeah so he's a freelance Good. drinker and he crashes all the time they go you know lucky you are you didn't kill yourself or someone else he goes oh i know that now but he goes, at the time, I didn't know any better. I was a 21-year-old kid that didn't know anything about drinking and driving. And Let's so- just keep firing the keys, yeah. right? And Be Brock's insurance guy. Yeah. There wasn't one laugh, dude, that he threw at me one time. It was just, everything's a straight face. Like, what? You know? Oh, my God. So I, I got to drop this one in. So he says to me, how, uh, I go, why did you stop drinking? And he goes, well, you know, one day I'm sitting there eating a, a loaf of French toast. You told me <laughs> that. I told you this one. Yes. Yes. A loaf of French toast. Oh, and, my and he God. And I realized, you know what, I got I to gotta cut back. And it was like, nobody eats a loaf of French toast. But that was his thing. Yeah. Anyway, so, dude, it, it made me laugh. So, here you go. Here's the other one I was going to throw at you. My mom told me this story. Now, I'm dying okay. to know if you know the answer to this before this story is true. Okay. Or if somebody who's in the military can confirm with us if this story is true after they hear this podcast. All right. I want to hear it. My mom was telling me about an uh, uncle of hers who died in World War II. He's in the Navy. Okay. But he didn't die in combat. He died on a Navy ship. He got seasick, went to the side to throw up, fell over the side, and the Navy's attitude is, fuck it. We yeah, don't, we, yeah we, we don't go back because- No. Because, <laughs> no. Because the idea is either either he got sucked in under the, or under the ship, probably got killed, yeah. or by the time they turn the engines off, turn around everything, he's dead anyway. You're done. So they just go. And I said to my mom, I go, that is the craziest story I ever heard. I go, what happened to never leaving a man behind? She goes, hey, asshole, that's the Army or the Marines. That's not the yeah. Navy. The Navy is tough shit. Yeah. It's, Puke in the toilet. Yeah, that's one guy in one uniform they just lost. That's about it. They got other guys. They got it, swabby. <laughs> Take it easy, Popeye. 
No, is is that you think that's that's true? That if you fall over the ship in the Navy, they don't go back for you? I will absolutely defer to our friends in the military. Okay. I'm gonna go, yes, yeah. I would buy into that. That if you go over it's fuck off. Yeah, fuck yeah, off. That's what she said. You're done. She goes, That's <laughs> that's what they do. It's impossible to go back especially if it's at night. We're not gonna fucking find that guy. No way. He's fucking done. Fucking died. Oh. Shit, learn how to swim, asshole. <laughs> you were born at the bad equilibrium. That's yeah. Shit. Fuck you doing? All right. So, again, if anyone knows the answer to that, I am curious to know. Uh, See, my mom is wrong or she just made that up. I have a couple of things for you. So, I think it was last night. Yeah, it would have been last night. I'm driving around and I find myself on 97.3, the fan for the Open Division High School Football Championship game between Helix and St. Augie. It's not, that wasn't open. That was Division One. Or Division One. Okay. Yeah. So Division One. Did you go to this game? No, I didn't go. But the open, open one was the Cathedral game we talked about last week. Okay. Cathedral Toy Pine. So this is Division One Helix against Saints. To the Saints. Okay. So the game goes to overtime. Uh, they both score. Yes. And then Helix determines that they're going to go for two. Well, hold on. They made the kick first to tie Correct. it. Correct. Okay. And they ran, and it happens the Saints ran into the kicker. Yes. And it moved the ball up to the one yard line. So now they had a choice of either kicking it, either taking the points or going for it. And they decided to go for the win. So let me stop right there. Okay. The, uh, the guy, Kintero was doing the game. The okay. play by play kid was so fucking awful, screeching. Like a teenage girl. He sucked. Who was it? Do you know? No fucking clue. Where was Elston? I don't know where. Well, it's the fan. Oh, that's so true. So I don't know. Where was Ello? You know what? Where was Ello? <laughs> Probably in, in Great Falls. Call him Lady Aztec Basketball. I don't know where the fuck. Ello should have been the guy. Anybody. Sh- they should have let Cilio do it. The kid doing it was the fucking worst I've ever heard. And I get it at high school football, but... It's big. It was sold out. If you're going to do a high school yeah. game, have somebody who fucking knows what yeah. they're doing. This kid was atrocious, like crying basically on the air. But Kintero lost his mind and said, you never take points off the board, which is exactly what Helix did. And I'm invested because I yes. live in the Helix district and determined to go for two fumbled snap Saints win the game. Yeah. So like the Helix coach, like, fuck. Nice clue, but Dave, when he were you paying attention or watching? I, no, I know exactly what I know exactly what yeah. happened. But go ahead. I, I didn't. I was. I watched all the highlights. Here's the deal: there are two quarterbacks at Helix. Yep. You and I are very good friends with Daniel Amen's dad. Yep, Eddie, and Daniel's one of the quarterbacks. Daniel was not the one that fumbled the ball. Correct. Okay, but it's the other kid. But what they were saying was the way Coach was pitching it was that Helix could have kept. The point on the board, which is game tied. Yep. And now St. Augie is going to have to start at the 40 for the next overtime series and have to come in from the 40 into the end zone. Okay. Because according to coach, they were going to, and I don't know high school rules. I don't know high school rules either on this one. But it's a 15-yard flagrant. Wow. You know. Yeah. 
And instead, Helix, Coach Owens, determines to go for it, fumbled snap, and now you cost your kids a championship. It, it did. I would just say this, Dave. Assuming Kintero was right, and I don't know if he was, but assuming he was right, and again, as much as we tease John, this, I'm not teasing John at all. I'm just saying what he did. The play is keep the game tied and, and force the Saints to go back to the 40, right? And this isn't hindsight. I thought John was spot on. Well, it, here, here's what's kind of interesting to me on this. Two things. One is I loved what the Helix coach said to his team. He said, remember all those days in the weight room when I had you guys here at 5 o'clock in the morning and all we did was lift weights? This is your time to prove what those weights did. We're on the one fucking yard line. We know where the ball's going. They don't know where the ball's going. Yeah. Just push those guys and we got this. We're going to win the whole fucking thing. Well, how'd that work out? Well, it didn't work out. They fumbled this fucking snap. Yeah. Remember <laughs> those days you were here at five in the morning? Yeah. We got you here for the silver medal. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. Saint right Augie's like we rolled in seven thirty. I will say this. No shit. I will say this about Saints. They always seem to have a great kicker. So even if the ball was on the forty, if you moved it up a little bit, Saints always has a really good kicker. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I don't know, man. It's easy to second guess when you lose, but you're going one yard. I mean, what what's in you? You can't get one yard. And they didn't even get a chance to prove they could get or not. Well, I don't know what the play call was. That poor coach said. That poor kid, man. That quarterback will never forget it. And his teammates will never forget it. But he's a junior, I thought. Yeah, but still, he's the guy that lost the guy dang CIF championship. He fumbled the snap. Yeah. And that's all. He's going to have to move forever. (laughs) Even even if they win it next year, people are going to say we should have won it back to back. That guy dropped the fucking ball. Yeah, it's it's a bad deal. It's, it's about to do you see the LSU Texas A&M game yesterday oh shit I was watching part of that and then that fucking game what they score in overtime it like went, 65 final score is 74 72 holy uh, uh, shit uh, I think it was like 30 to 30 or whatever going in in overtime yeah but they dumped the they dumped the Gatorade on Ed Orgeron and then he had to sit in that wet shirt for seven overtime oh freezing he thought he had the game won. They dumped it on him in the fourth quarter. And A&M comes and back A&M and wins. finally wins it, right? Yeah. Jimbo Fisher was a former you know, defensive coordinator for LSU, and he ends up winning Shit. his first time there. God dang, that was, that was crazy. That was, that was freaking nuts. All uh, right, Clay Helton's back at USC. I after hate that. I hate terrible. That. Five years left on his deal. Didn't make a bowl game. Didn't make a bowl game, and USC, to me, is terrible. And the other one is uh, San Diego State loses again. Yep. Three times in a row. Three times in a row. UNLV, Fresno State, and Hawaii. One and four down the stretch? One and four down the stretch, or seven and five on the year. Yeah, one and four down the stretch for the Aztecs. Yeah, so they finished seven and five. Can't wait for that new stadium. Oh, my God. I am going to love that new stadium. The the stadium should be great. No no one's going to those games right now. People say whatever they want. It looked really bad. There are more people at that Saints-Helix game than were at the San Diego State game last night. looked terrible on TV. Yeah, it did. Absolutely looked awful. It's uh, it's funny. I was thinking of San Diego State today because they're going. Well, obviously you want the best players. San Diego State has had one five-star recruit ever come to a visit at San Diego State. That guy got released today by the 49ers. Reuben Foster is the only guy that's ever is come to that state. right. Yeah, the only guy. And field he get, looked like shit too. That's what I was going to say to you as well. Why did the field look so bad when they're the only thing in town? Yeah, they're not playing. Height was goddamn Shakira there? <laughs> like they blame Mexico City. <laughs> Shakira, was she there? <laughs> Shakira, fucking fucked shit it up, up again. I don't know. I um, the Aztecs, man, Dave. I'm telling you, it's so frustrating right now. Yes. with the what is going on, where you're just like, ah, god damn, it makes you crazy. I feel like we've already done the the Will Myers trade. You and I did that show, right? That had gone on last week. We talked we about were... what happens to Will Myers, and will the Seattle take him? Yeah, 
Yes, we did that. So one. we did all that. So I'm just like, it's just like, fuck, man. We need, we need something to pop through. We just need something to get going. And and I don't know, man. It's not going to be. It, we used to be able to look forward and say, well, we're we're Aztec basketball yes. season is here, and Padre baseball is right around the corner. Look, I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of time in the off season for Preller to make some moves, and we'll see what happens. God damn, it just feels like we are a boat stuck. You know, we just feel like we're in a goddamn canoe stuck out in the middle of Lake Murray, and it couldn't be more flat. There's just nothing going on. Okay, if you could have one move from the Padres this offseason, what would it be? Mm, we'll trade Will Myers, okay. 100%. Get Will Myers off the books. Would it be Would it be Myers for Segura? Would you want Segura, I, or do you just I, want Myers gone? I just want Myers gone. Yeah. That would be the move. I feel like if you get rid of him, uh, it's it's a step. And and really, I'm, I'm not worried about if they determine Renfro's gone or yeah. or Hedges is gone. That's fine. If they determine Renfro and Hedges are their future, that's fine too. But for me, if you could get Myers off the books, yes. Here's a here's an interesting thing talking about baseball. I don't know if you saw what Jason Stark had today. No. Okay, Jason Stark said, in baseball history, only two guys have 3,000, at least 3,166 hits, 477 home runs, and 819 OPS and five gold gloves. Can you name those two players? Okay, wait a minute. Uh, five gold gloves. Five gold gloves, 3,166 okay. career hits, 477 home runs, and an 819 OPS, which I know you don't care about. No. But they're not they're not active. No, they're both uh, they're both retired. One retired forty five years ago. The other one retired in the last two years. I'll give you that one. Oh shit! Uh, and one for sure. One is a Hall of Famer, and the other one will be a Hall of Famer. But people, most people would say he's not a Hall, a Hall of Famer when you bring up his name right away. Until I just read those stats to you. Uh, I love that. I don't know who are the two guys. Willie Mays. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Adrian Beltre. God damn. How about Adrian Beltre? How about Adrian Beltre? Dodgers signed him when he was 16 years old yeah. and has had a hell of a career to the point where if he wanted to play next year, so you would find a team to play on. Yeah. 3,100. Could play here. Yeah. He could, could be the third baseman here. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Adrian Beltre is the other guy. I mean, he's automatically going in the Hall of Fame here, but most people don't look at Adrian Beltre as like that Mike Schmidt, Brooks Robinson, third baseman guy. True. You know? but, but the stats are insane. Uh, impact player. Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, shit. I'd let him come here and play third for a year, do whatever he wants to do. I will say this about the Padres. Um, like, if you've been following Pipeline and some of these other Twitter feeds, yeah, Dave, there are so many guys that we have just scratched the surface that you look at when you talk about Paddock or Tatis or a, hand, uh, Tatis or a handful of the other names that come up. They are so fucking deep in that farm system where you are seeing guys that are 17 and 18 and 19 that have these insane, and looking at Buddy Reed, what Buddy Reed did in the Arizona Fall League. There are so many guys that they have coming. Like, I'm just telling you, in the 30-plus years I've watched this team, yeah. you may have seen... At any one time, I don't know that you, I don't think it's crazy to say, I don't know that there were three names that you looked at and said, yeah, these guys legitimately have a shot at making it in the bigs. 
I think right now you look at it, and there are people in baseball that go, there's probably 25 kids in that farm system right now that have a legit shot at making it in the big. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with anything you just said with that, okay? What else, yeah. What my answer to you is, what do you do? I mean, my, you know, my yeah. question to you, I should say, is what do you do? Because for me, I want to see them trade some of those guys, sure. the guys that are proven right now. Right now, because we got to win right now. We can't keep going through these years. We've been going through the last few years, and you would still have enough in your pipeline, as you just pointed out. Why can't you trade some of these guys to get proven talent and and take advantage of some of those teams that well, are just trying to sell off? I just think you have to always be careful with what you do. I know what you're saying, but you always look at like the Tigers, right? Yeah. When the Tigers are like, "Fuck, man, we're gonna make a move. We got a deep farm system." We're going to trade and we're going to get Doyle Alexander from the Braves. Fuck John Smoltz. We got 50 John yeah. Smoltz in the system. Then all of a sudden John Smoltz goes, right? Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, no, Alexander gives you two fucking yeah, years. That's it. Well, we've seen you, it before. Jeff Bagwell, Larry Anderson, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's yeah. a mean, million of some them. Some of those will come back to, to obviously get you. but Tatis, James Shields. Yeah. If you're the pods, don't you say, okay, look, there's some proven guys out there that can play. We're still yeah. going to be fine with a bunch of young guys and probably still have one of the top minor league teams, even if we sell off, let's say, five of those guys and you're getting some proven talent. Yeah. I, I. How long are you willing to go through these years? Oh, fuck, man. I mean, I'm sorry. You aren't winning a championship in 2023. No. It, you have to look at it like, like Dave, that you have to look at it like currency, right? Yeah. You can't get emotional. Yes. Like our man Eric Rubman used to say, you can't get emotional in these deals. Problem is, we're all emotional. <laughs> well, so we're we're, we're all latched fans. in with them. Yes. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I think the problem is, if you're going to want a guy like a Syndergaard, there's no fucking way the Mets are going to tell you, hey, we're going to do it for Anderson, Espinosa, and Austin Allen. They're not. You want my main yeah. guy? You dick. Yeah. We then want I your want main your guy. main guys. Exactly. I want your main guys because, yeah, I have to go tell my wife what I sold too. <laughs> All right? I have to go listen to that asshole yeah. Kevin Kernan act like he fucking wrote everything six months ago. <laughs> Goddamn guy takes Twitter pictures of Eggs Benedict, but apparently he's writing every fucking trade that ever happened. So fuck you. You want Syndergaard? This is what? Yeah, or I'll give you Steve Matz. Do you want that? <laughs> That's who you got. <laughs> Here's what's funny is we everyone here is so happy about Tatis in San Diego that if they were yeah. to trade Syndergaard for Tatis, their people in New York would lose their mind. Yeah. What the fuck? His dad was here and he sucked. Yeah. That's what they, they would do. They would lose their taller? shit. Yes. They would lose their Chan shit Park not pitching? That, that they might have the top minor league guy in the country. Yeah. But people in New York who love Syndergaard would freak out not knowing what the Padres have. Um, I think at this point. Yeah. I would I would avoid trades. I really, really would. You I, hold on to those guys? Every one of them? Yeah. Oh, fuck. David. God dang it. I just want to see them at, at contend for the NL West. I'm not even asking for a World Series. Contend for the NL West sometime in the next two years. Here's the other thing. Uh, we touched on it briefly yeah. with, with, um, with Tiger and Phil. The thing that they had on this broadcast, and I meant to bring this up to you, because the feeling was from Darren Ravel watching this the other day, Dave, that it is within two years that we're going to see this on TV for the NFL the way we saw it for Tiger, is live gambling. Yeah. Live gambling numbers 
for that and moving everything to pay-per-view. And so the question is, right now they're showing clips of the Ravens and the Raider game, okay? Yep. Now, we did not have access to this game today. Are you sure? I thought this game was on in San Diego. Uh, nope. Okay. We had the Jets and you Patriots. You did the Jets and Patriots? I was, yeah. I'm sorry. I was on the freeway. I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Did I we just all, assumed you were getting Sorry the that we game. don't all have a media pass. <laughs> okay, sorry that we're not there on Dean's dime. Being his toady. We'll go over that in a little bit. But now, if you're sitting at home yes. today and you don't have any interest in the Jets, let me start first okay. with the pay-per-view. You don't have any interest in the Jets and the Patriots. But you have Baltimore and the Raiders available, and you can get it even though it's 5-5 five and five and 2-8. and eight. Yep. But, you know, Weddle. It doesn't matter. You want your team. I mean, if you're a Raider fan, you want to watch the Raiders. Yeah. So even would if they only have two wins. Would you pay five bucks for that game today? Yeah, I would. Would you have paid ten? Yeah, I would have paid ten dollars. Fifteen? Th that probably would have been it. Ten bucks. That's it. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Okay. So now if you're the NFL, you look at it and go, Well, fuck, we just gave away a lot of money today. Because there's probably a lot of people that would have done it. Now, what if uh, along the same lines with that game, you have the ability <laughs> what if I could buy a season pass? 160 bucks, $10 a game. I'm going to buy all 16 games right now up front. What do you yeah. Get? I would do that. I would take that over what, what I have right now. The I league. The NFL, the NFL yeah, pass. Yeah, Sunday ticket. I only watch a few teams. I only watch four teams anyway. I watch yeah, the, you're not watching the Bengals? No, I'm watching the Chargers, Rams, Raiders, Titans. Those are the only games I'm flipping around. You're not watching the Colts? You're not no. fucking douche? No. Get your shit together. Don't tell me about the Colts being 7-5. Fuck off. Jerk off behind the couch, asshole. Okay. What? No, you know what I mean. I don't even know what you mean. What? I'm like, every, oh. off the couch. Well, I'm like, oh, the Colts are good. Don't diminish the Colts. Fuck you. I'm saying that's it, Dave. If you could go. Hold on a second. Yeah. Did you, did you say don't go jerk off behind no, the I couch, said, asshole? Go. No, I said you can go jerk off behind your own couch. Yeah. Asshole. Okay. Asshole. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I don't need to buy the entire Sunday ticket. Yes. I am saying the same thing. I'll tell you the other thing I would do. Yeah. Teams like the Rams right now, the Chiefs right now. Yeah. But well, there's some excitement. Yeah. Yes. Where you go, fuck, okay, I'd like to watch yes. that. I feel like we're probably going to see most of those games yeah. okay. in market. But uh, now that's the first part. Okay. That's kind of what the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson showed. Um, until the technology got all fucked up. But now, are we going to start to see more things go to pay-per-view with a more affordable pay-per-view cost? Right? Because when you think pay-per-view, you think championship fights, UFC, that are all 75 bucks, But they could get you pretty quick at 5 10 bucks a pop. Okay. How come it didn't work in college football? Remember about 20 years ago? ABC had that deal you could do pay-per-view for your favorite college team. They used to do it here for Padre Baseball, five bucks a game. Wow. Years ago on those. Now, it must have not worked, right? Why would they get away from it? Yeah. Must. Yeah. Well, shit, Padres. <laughs> you want to fucking pay seven bucks to watch Mark Grant pitch? Fuck I'll pass. No. <laughs> Mark Grant should have paid all of us. Yeah. That's when Brock got all fucked up because everybody That's walked right. out. That's right. 42 <laughs> unfinished beers. And fucking Brock found himself in Corvallis, middle of fucking July. Swinging a drive. <laughs> but if you can do that pay-per-view, yeah. 
Last night, Tito Ortiz knocks out that old fucking stiff Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Horrible production. But I think that was only like 25 bucks. I could be wrong, but I thought I read it was like 25 bucks. How so. old are those guys? Uh, <laughs> Chuck Liddell was 48. And he fell like those two old fuckers. <laughs> and that the guy I, breaks his hip. Yeah. <laughs> in the driveway. Uh, I'm so happy to see Liddell get knocked out. I oh have no God. issue with him. Get the fuck out of here, Pops. Go back to the fucking Johnny Mathis concert, you asshole. But, okay. So now pay-per-view, if yeah. we could do that, five, ten bucks. See, I think that's where everything's going, Dave. I think the pay-per-view. But now, let's, let's up the ante a little okay. bit. You're watching this Charger game today. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, you have the ability to follow on the left-hand part of the screen... The fluctuating numbers between the over-under yeah. or prop bets, yeah. right? Rivers went what? What was Rivers at 25 Rivers, for 25 at one point? Was, 25 to 25 starting the game was insane. So now if they yeah. give you plus 300 that he's getting to to 30 for 30. Are yeah. you betting that? Yeah, I'm probably betting that. He finished, by the way, 28 and 29. Yeah. Didn't they say it was the highest? Percentage of all time. Beating. Guess what? He beat Vinny Testaverde. Well, I saw at one point. Listen to Matt Money Smith, who again continues to be the worst play-by-play guy. I walked in the right NFL. by him right before I got to my car. Too. God, is he shit? I almost told him. You should get that smug look off your face. <laughs> You're guy loves shit. himself. Does he? God dang, he does. All right, I got to tell you with the Rivers, just to, to cut you off. I'm watching this thing because I had no desire to go to this game. This is one yeah. of those games. I said, "What the fuck am I doing going to this game?" Yeah. I even said to a buddy of mine, "If you're going to gamble this weekend, pick the fucking Chargers." I got embarrassed last week with the yeah. Broncos. Then they're down 10 nothing quick and score 45 points really fast. But uh, Rivers, 25 for 25, was so crazy to watch. was unbelievable. And uh, and he said he had no idea after the game. I was in the press conference room with him. He uh, even said that last drive before the half, he goes, I was looking to spike the ball to stop the clock. I had no idea that I even had a thing going. That would have counted as an incomplete pass. Yeah. And then to show you how good he was, when he came out, Geno Smith came in, three uh-huh. three attempts, didn't complete one fucking pass. And who would have guessed that with Gina? <laughs> it was like, what what he did was outstanding, man. It was so, I mean, I know all of us like Rivers and San Diego. Yeah. It was pretty fucking cool, man. It was one of those where you're going, all the guys you've watched in your life, Peyton, what time Tom did you Brady, all those guys. I left for the, I left late, man. I left around nine o'clock. Left at oh, nine. Oh, so you would have missed it. He was on with Bradshaw today. Oh, Rivers was and Bradshaw okay. was good. Bradshaw never met him. Is that right? In their entire time. Rivers is pretty pretty cool. He's, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. It was it was fun to watch, man. I, I know the, the forget about all the L.A. Charger stuff. Rivers obviously is a fan favorite. You and I have said this before. He might be the greatest Charger of all time. Um, is that funny? <laughs> that was his last one. His that was throw. it. That was it. Um, greatest Charger of all time. I mean, LT. LT is pretty outstanding. Junior. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying Phillips a Hall of Famer even. I'm just saying as far as greatest. I think tra- by now he almost is. Yeah, and he's and here's the deal: he's never missed a game. A game right. since he's been starting quarterback, he's never missed a game. Did Bradshaw bring all that up? Yep. Yeah, that he absolutely owns the record right now. Current players because Manning was benched last year for one game under that that crazy shit that went down. Eli. Manning. Oh shit! Remember, otherwise Eli would have the record. So what is he's at two oh three two oh something I know that I know he's I know he's above two hundred now but, yeah but it just again you can depend on that guy's going to play all the time but Dave bring it back to the gambling if okay. you, if you have the ability to gamble because again 
I am gambling, and it could be five bucks. Just to have any money on the game makes it more interesting. And if you're the NFL, you know that now, yes, right? Of course. The NFL's like we're already a billion dollar league, but our but our legs are a little shaky. The NFL knew they were ga- gamblers before. They just acted like we're not going to talk about it. That's why they give those yeah. injury reports on Thursdays. But now it's a whole different game. Yeah, I think you're going to see it where things are going to happen. The question is, if you're the league, yeah, <clears throat> how do we keep it from uh, right? How do we keep from uh, the reason I don't think guys take the money like to to sit there and rub that's why I was getting at. Yeah, I think they all make too much now. I, you think about the amount of money you'd have to pay these guys to make them risk their career. I mean, these these game checks are insane. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money to pay these guys off. You can see why college athletes do it. But these NFL players make so much per game that it would have to be a tremendous amount of money for a star player to basically not do anything. What you if know he what had the ability in the stadium at StubHub that's what people to walk are, to a window like you can bet yeah, at Del Mar? That's what the the thing is for the fans. That's what I think you have to do. I don't think you need to even walk to a window. I bet you it's going to be the whole iPad thing in your seat. You could just gamble from your seat as the game's going. God, that'd be great. You just put your card in, and boom, you're ready to go. Yeah. Now we only be That's able how you to fill up that guy dang 70,000-seat stadium if you're a Charger owner right there. You just have people gamble from inside, and you can only gamble from inside the stadium. All those games would be sold out. I was there Friday. Yeah. Uh, outside of it, it's incredible. Like, even yeah. looking at it today, and you can't see the field because it goes so far down. They've dug that huge hole where the field is. But when you look at it, again, I'm looking at it from a Rams perspective. I, I still think I might buy Chargers season tickets, not because I like the Chargers. You I like just the NFL, wanna, and you could probably eventually make some money off those. Yeah, I just want to go watch games there, yeah. and I can't afford to go watch the Rams. So if I can go watch Kansas City and Seattle and the Raiders, and I got to see the dopey Chargers eight times a year, okay, fuck it, I'll do it. But, man, Dave, it, it just, I will say it, it sucks because I can only imagine what the excitement level would be for you, for me, and for anybody else if we had the chance to go downtown where it should have been and just see what I saw in Inglewood two nights ago. Yeah. When you look at it, you go, holy shit, this is coming together. It's crazy. Where I- Holly Park used to be is going to be the coolest NFL stadium I like around. when people are flying over the new stadium in L.A. and they're all taking pictures of what it looks like. Gives you a pretty good look. i got more Charger stuff for you, including I saw Dean Spanos today up close. So hey. I'm going to tell you what hey. happened with Dean and some of this Charger stuff and all the, the shit that went on on Twitter today. But I want to mention Daniel Tyler over at Superior Fence Company. Daniel Tyler has been doing great things since 2005. That's right, 13 years in the business. Daniel's phone number is 760-745-4846. The number again, 760-745-4846. And his website, his website, San Diego Superior Fence.com. Look, all over North County, but all over San Diego County as well now. Free estimates. What are you waiting for? He'll increase the value of your property, make your home look good. If you're not even looking to sell right now, but you're saying my fence is starting to fall apart, or I'd love those iron gates in front of the fence or on the side of the house, Daniel Tyler is your guy. As he tells you every job is an easy job. A-plus rating with a BBB, fully licensed and insured. And again, the free estimates. What else could you ask for? Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company. He's the guy to call to make sure things happen and improve your house. I have a real serious question, and this question goes to you, Escondido. What the fuck do you think you're doing? (laughs) We've told you every time that Dan Tyler works in the North County. Last time I checked, Escondido, and a lot of you have been called Escondildo your whole life. I don't do that. 
But I tell you what, yesterday driving through your town, there was a part of me where I go, yeah, I can see it. Were you really in Escondido yesterday? I was God in dang, Escondido. All over the fucking place. All over the place. And the one thing I couldn't help but notice was how many really nice houses there were that had horse shit fences yeah, up. That's a good call. Horse shit fences up in Escondido. Hey, you know what? You want to take your four hundred thousand dollar house and make it look like it's worth seventy one grand? Good for fucking you. <laughs> you dumb shit. <laughs> fucking dumb shit. No wonder you live up there. No wonder people say that about you and you just sit there and you take it. I'm not talking about any other city but Escondido. That's a good My call. My God. That's a good call. Right? Uh, you're right. If I had to pick one city in San Diego where they have bad fences, I'd say it's Escondido. Yeah. I'll tell you exactly where I went. I was uh, I was on the road that takes you out to Harrah's. Okay. Okay? Takes you out to Harrah's, and we ended up taking a right that... Dave, you probably played baseball yeah. up there. There's a big community a park. Times. Yeah. Up, gorgeous. And I don't know what the name of that community park is, but they had soccer fields and baseball fields. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I do. It's the road. Like I said, it comes by um, North County Fair and then the Wild Animal Park and then out there. Well, if you keep going on that road up, there's kind of a private little development. And some of these houses I looked at, I go, these are great. Too fucking bad the owners are too dumb to call Dan Tyler and increase their property value. And got out, just put my hand on my leg, I just shook my fucking so head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn, maybe I can just come in and make the fucking call for you. You dick. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If Derek Jeter can be coached, all of you in Escondido can be yeah. coached too. Pick up the fucking phone. All right? Save me any more fucking headaches when I drive through your shitty neighborhood. <laughs> Let me drive through there and go like, hey, you know what? They took the coaching. Good on you. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Call Daniel Tyler. That's the slogan of his business in 2019. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Alan Taylor at Taylor Made Pools. He's busy right now. You know why he's busy? Because people are listening. They're paying attention. Yep. This is the time of the year you want to call... Alan Taylor. Right now, Alan Taylor at Taylor Made Pools is doing great things. 20 years in San Diego. But people know, during the winter is the time you want to get things done so everything's perfect for you. Oh, yeah. When the weather starts to get warm. Pool resurfacing, installation, you name it, new equipment repairs. He does it all. Brand new pools, pools that you've had for a long time. He can make them brand new again. Waterfalls, grotto slides. Make sure your backyard's like a staycation. You call Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452, 619-449. 449-4452. The pools look incredible, but on a side note, I want to thank Alan Taylor for my favorite laugh from Thanksgiving when there were four grown men all standing together on Thanksgiving. Alan wearing the Dave and Jeff t-shirt, but I think the youngest guy in this picture was about 21, uh, all the way up to Al. But all four of them stood like if you stood four seven-year-old guys next to each other. You know how they all stand yes. with their arms straight and they all had that same... Kind of blank look on their faces. They stared ahead. Looked like if you were getting a little league team together for a for a group <laughs> picture. Let's get the infielders together. Come on, sub grab acid. Let's go. Stand straight. Uh, the Taylor family Thanksgiving picture was fantastic because it looked like when you got the infielders together, the four guys just stood there with their arms at their side. Uh, but enough about that. <laughs> I've seen more videos from Taylor Made Pool yes. recently where you go, these son of a guns get better with every effort. 
their pools are incredible. And yesterday, Dave, I mentioned up in El Scandido yesterday, it was probably 75, 77, but nice, warm, sunny day. It's goddamn almost December. Yeah. And if you had that tailor-made pool, you would have been out there yesterday hanging out. But instead, what were you doing? Playing lawn darts? <laughs> I bet that was fun. I bet you had a great time. Maybe you went in the backyard through horseshoes. Good for fucking you. Good for fucking you. Have Shipping fun with pool. that shit. Don't hit the dog <laughs> with the horseshoe, please. Tailor-made pools. You can't go wrong. Also, we talk about the new website that we're working on. A bunch of things are coming up with this website, too, very soon. Um, we, we're very proud with the design, but we actually have a meeting this week to improve it even more. So Kyle Pfluger is our guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. If you have a business, you're thinking about starting a business, Kyle Pfluger is your guy. Make sure you give him a call and get that website started. Look professional. Well, the thing I love about it, too, is he's already done an amazing job. Then you and I, Friday night, are just sitting there, and Kyle sent us like 25 notes of things that he wants to do to improve the website. Well, I looked at him, I go, yeah, these are great. I love it. And so that's the thing that I think stands out is not only is the website going to be great initially, he's always looking for ways to drive more people there. And uh, and that's why we can't say enough good things about him. And I can't wait uh, after we fine-tune the site a little bit over the next week or two. Check it out, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Uh, look at it tonight and then check it out in two weeks. You'll see major differences, and we have Kyle to thank for that. Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry. Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Wins a ton of awards because he's really good at it. Brian Curry is your guy to talk to right now with the way the market is starting to move heading into the new year. Brian's number is 619-251-1588. Don't call anyone else. 619-251-1588. Oh, man. Perfect time to buy right now and i look at it you go there is something cool about being a homeowner that that right now i kind of miss there is i mean there's just something about it that i think any of us who have been lucky enough to do it look it's a challenge and when you start signing those papers dave you've been through it enough times they put those papers and even though you can e-sign now for a lot of things god damn it's crazy but it's also incredibly exciting and it just you walk a little taller. Yeah. You feel like there's a part of you where you go, God damn, you're a grown up now. Yeah, your life's moving in the right direction. Right. And before you start to worry about, hey, maybe I do need a fence or maybe I do want to do a pool or these are some of the other things I want to do. It all starts with the first time that real estate agent does that lockbox and you walk through the door and you start thinking, man, could this be my house? Now, I remember one time I went on a tour with a different agent. I walked in, and I looked down, and they said, you know, this is a really, really good deal. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. That appears to be a blood stain in the middle of the floor. That's why it's a good deal. I can guarantee you that when Brian Curry tells you it's a good deal, you will not have to walk over a chalk outline of a body. That's how good he is. That's how he's won awards. <laughs> 20 consecutive years without bringing you into a crime scene, and the winner is Brian Curry. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the nominee for 55 open houses without one at a murder scene. We only have one nominee, and it's Brian Curry. That's great. Never have to go in and go. This, yeah. 
This smells like a crime scene. You know, I've said to Brian, I'd like to go to the Heaven's Gate house in Rancho Santa Fe. Can we walk through there? He goes, Jeff, it's been 25 years. Give it up. So we're not going to go out there and take a look. I go, can I? I'm trying not to, to die laughing, but I got to tell you this story because we have a buddy of ours who, who's who's in the business, like we know so many other people. Yeah. Can he get me a tour of that house? I'm Dude, not worse going. Than, worse than that. He goes to show me a house once, and we op- he opens the front door. He's the front guy. Yeah. Two real estate agents banging on the couch. And all he does is Whoa. he backs me up. He backs me up, and he, he just yelled back. Take the key to the locks box next time, assholes. <laughs> so I go, what happened? I go, this is the house we want to yeah. look at. Because two real estate agents I know having sex right on the couch. Like, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's not going to happen <laughs> when you're selling your house either. <laughs> so that's why I don't use that guy anymore. That's no. Why Brian Curry's my guy. Brian's He's legit. got my kids with me. I don't need that shit. Yeah. I'm not walking in on that for crying out loud. Some crazy webcam show. No, thank you, sir. No, thank you. Uh, BC and I will be out. It'll be safe. And for the 21st consecutive year, we will not walk out of there uh, in a hazmat suit. Be great. I want to mention one other thing. Go ahead. I got to finish the charger thing with you, but go ahead. I want to give a shout out to our friend Tad Ryan and the boys in Disappointing Joseph, who very subtly the other night, Posted a photo from a disappointing Joseph gig, and son of a bitch, if one of the guys didn't have the David Jeff right? shirt on, That's really I cool. loved it. That's cool. And the thing was, they didn't draw attention to themselves. Yeah. They didn't say anything. They just put it out there. God, those guys, if you were at our event on August 1st, they were so cool because they did a playlist that was structured to the show. Yeah. From Jason Isbell to Danzig to all kinds of shit. And they were so good. Yeah. And I just love those guys, man. And I, I love Tad and I love the boys in the band. Uh, the female vocalist. Holy shit, could she sing. But the other day, Dave, I'm just That's casually really cool. flipping through social media and uh, and disappointing Joseph. Hey, as you're getting ready for New Year's Eve, and if you're putting a party together, free plug for those guys. Yeah. God damn, they were great. But Tad, or if anybody from from the band hears it, I saw it, and I loved That's it, very and cool. thank you very much. Awesome. That was really cool what you did. That is cool. Uh, so I mentioned to you before, I was at uh, I was at the Charger game today against the Cardinals. Um, before I get into the crowd, I will tell you, at the end of the game, I'm uh-huh. downstairs, so I'm waiting to get into the Charger locker room to get Derwin James on, and there's a bar. I don't know if a lot of people are aware, but it's kind of like what the cheap version of what the Dallas Cowboys have. Oh, sure. Where okay. the players come out of the hallway and there's a, a bar there and a bunch of Charger fans, you know, whatever. And so Spanos, meaning Dean, when he walked out first, huge ovation. Blew me away. Really? For Dean, huge ovation. Screaming like he was a rock star. And here come his sons and they're high-fiving everybody, dude, with their hands out and everything. Now that Dean, they're eight and three? Yeah. Now that they're eight and three and, and looking like they're going to host a playoff game at StubHub at some point. Kind of crazy, but it was surprised me that Dean got an ovation. So the game going in, I'm thinking, this is the first game that's not going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, oh, it doesn't sell out. Look, I'm telling you, every game has been a sellout. I've been there. And legitimately, the game, the seats are filled. So the the game today, you're looking and going, well, there aren't going to be a lot of Cardinal fans here. They have two no. fucking wins. It's Thanksgiving week, and there's no one driving from Arizona to see this stupid team. So even if you go to a game in Arizona, you'll see nothing but the visiting teams anyway. It's kind of like what the Chargers have at StubHub. So there are more Charger fans for the first time in two years at StubHub today with a bunch of the powder blue jerseys, everything else. Seats weren't 100% full, you know, no. but I will tell you, it was probably about 90% full. There's one section that wasn't very, very 
crowded. I think a lot of people saw those pictures. More people than I thought. They did announce it as a sellout, but it's like the, the yeah. like the Padre games where sure. they say twenty four thousand. We all know, dude. I can count to nine hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know how it works. Tickets sold. Not saying that they're winning over the fan base over there in L.A. by any means, because the Rams are all anybody's talking about. People, friends of mine who cover the Rams, saying, "Dude, the Rams are turning in like the hot deal, like the Lakers' hot deal." That's it. Yeah. Where you even when you walk in the the locker room, what direction are you going to go? And there's so many stars on that team that the Rams are the big deal. People are getting excited about football in L.A. again, not because of USC or UCLA. It's because of what the Rams are doing. But the Chargers, if they're in another city, maybe they were in San Diego somewhere else. So they'd be a, it's a pretty be good huge. team. Pretty talented team. Pretty pretty good team right now. But it's nuts to think that this team is probably going to host a playoff game. If they would have won last week, they'd have their destiny completely in their hand by knocking off the Steelers and the Chiefs. They're going to lose to the Chiefs on the road in a couple of weeks. We all know, yeah. right? The next game next Sunday night against the Steelers should be exciting. Steelers lost to that same Broncos team uh, today, just like the Chargers did last week. But it's a, it's a good team that the city is missing out on, you know. And unfortunately, as we mentioned, what Rivers did, you mentioned how good you know the wide receivers are: Melvin Gordon, Derwin James, Mike Williams. Finally, starting to play good. It's disappointing that we don't have the NFL here. Mm-hmm. But there's a big part of me, Jeff, and I know people are going to hate when I say this. I want to see this fucking team actually win a little bit because we voted these fucking politicians in, and we yeah. fucking sat on our hands year after year. And we fucked this up as much as anybody. And we can sit there and yell at Dean all you want. That was one part of the problem. We, no one had a solution to getting us the stadium. No. And they, we, we don't have it. We're, we're out. So when people say, I love Scott Kaplan. When you say come home, to where? There's nowhere yeah. to fucking play. No. They're, they're not. And that to me is the frustrating thing. Look, there's a guy on Twitter that everybody hates. Everybody hates. Doc Malibu. Why, and, why does everybody hate oh, Doc fuck. Malibu? He, David's, he could do 10 shows <laughs> on why Malibu got people all riled up. When did this start? This happened the last three weeks no, because I, no, I, I just no, started no. paying attention oh, to it. No, this has been when going. When Bernie, we got blocked like by Bernie Wilson or something. It's or Bernie been Wilson. going. Go ahead. Go, it's been going for two and a half years. Okay. Jesus. Two and, uh, if not, maybe closer to three and a half years. Okay. And Malibu goes back to when you and I were doing mornings on uh on thirteen sixty. He's been there. There's a lot of heat between Malibu and the Charger fan base. So I get all that. I want to be real clear. I get all that, the heat, whatever. I also think it's funny that Malibu loves us. <laughs> which is not shocking. But he said something the other day and everybody freaked out about and I want to know what he said that was wrong. What he said the other day that got everybody heated up was talking about San Diego. He said, your airport still has one runway, which is something that I brought up a month yes. ago. So I don't know if it, if we just happen to have live in a parallel universe or if he stole my thought. He said, you live in a city where it has one runway. That's fact. That's yep. not a, that's not it's not opinion from him. That's fucking fact. And when I'm in L.A. or I'm in Toronto or I'm in Houston of all goddamn places and you look and there's four or five planes coming in simultaneously yeah. and taking off simultaneously and we have one fucking runway, that's fact. And it's fact because nobody in this town for the last 30 or 40 years was forward thinking enough to say, if we want to grow, we need to figure out a solution to the airport. Fact, not fiction. The next point that he said was, you're in a town where the arena sucks. 
It sucked when Bill Walton played there, and it probably still sucks today. With all respect to Ernie Hahn and AEG, who have painted it and cleaned it up and made the concourse much better than it's ever been, it is not an NHL or NBA quality arena. That's why you have a fucking lacrosse team that can't play here. Now, shit, they're banned till January. I don't know what the fuck happened there. <laughs> it's why the Aztecs left and had to go build a new arena. It's why you have minor league hockey. That is not opinion. That is fucking fact, period. That was the second point. And the third thing that Malibu said that set everybody off was that what you just said, Dave, which is we as a city where a fucking guy named Duncan Hunter is being indicted on 60 fucking federal charges and you dumb fucks in El Cajon <laughs> voted him in. You think I'm going to listen to anybody in El Cajon tell me anything about what the fuck has happened in the NFL? You don't know shit. You're as dumb as it fucking gets, asshole. Fuck you. Say what it is. You're a fucking racist. They didn't want to vote for the other guy because he didn't look like you. Just be honest and say what the fuck it is. Yep. Say that guy didn't fucking look like me. He probably never fucking fired in a dip. <laughs> yeah. I, El Cajon, fuck you and anybody else in that district. Don't say you keep your fucking mouth shut. Okay. We gave you the opportunity, as my friend Ken Kramer said, we gave you the opportunity to, to speak your piece. You walked up to the fucking podium and you pissed your pants and we've all just guided you back. Sit the fuck down, you dumb shits. Whether you like or dislike Malibu isn't the point. But when the guy made three fucking points in a row that we have one runway, we have a horseshit NBA arena that has yeah. not changed in 60 years, and we continue to vote in people like fucking Duncan Hunter, then maybe we need to start accepting part of the responsibility, exactly. which nobody in this fucking town will do. And until we look around and say, we need to accept some responsibility, nothing's going to change. Go ahead and point the fucking finger at Dean all you want. Guess what? Dean's still in the NFL. We're not. Exactly. And whether it was a sellout or not today, guess what? Who gives a fuck? There were fuck? more people that stuff up were at Qualcomm today. And That's will, the disappointing part. I will tell you this is somebody that never cheered for that fucking team. Covered that team, was lucky enough to, to do some fun things. I'm not a fan. I was able to take emotion out of it. But until you are ready to accept some of the fucking responsibility, then you can shut the fuck up. I mean, Really? You, I, I'm with you 100%. Shut the fuck up. Stop with your fucking sign guy. Who gives a shit? Hey, guess what, dumb shit? They flew a sign over USC yesterday. Fire Clay Helton. How'd that work out? <laughs> they told him he's not going anywhere today. Yeah. Told him he's not going anywhere. God I damn, just this town up. just loves crying the blues about how you playing the fucking victim card. Boo-hoo. I just looked up your guy. Okay, so here it is. I'll give it out his Twitter. It's at the Doc Malibu. Yeah. Okay. His fucking picture cracks me up. It's just a beautiful sunset right, right in Malibu, and he's sitting right with a big stack yeah. of books behind him with his arms crossed. Only has 46 followers. I'm surprised because so many people hate his guts. Does he follow you? He follows me, and now I follow him. Yeah. Yeah. Look, hang on. Him and I will be at the playoff game together at StubHub. 
He's done plenty of shit that I get because he's buddies with Fabiani. Is I he get, really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he's buddies with Fabiani, so the whole thing. I, I understand the whole body of work there. I get it, and I understand how he is. Does Fabiani still work for the Chargers? Oh, I don't have No. Yeah, so what could he possibly be doing, right? I don't think so. No, well, shit, Mark still gets jobs. Yeah, putting out fires, Mark still gets jobs. But when you go back, Dave, and look at the tweet that set everybody off, you look at it and you go, hang on. Yeah. He didn't say anything in this particular tweet that was wrong. And that's when I start looking at guys. Kaplan's made a point that I think is spot on, which is as long as you hide behind an alias yeah, and you don't put your name and you don't put a picture up, you have zero credibility. You have zero credibility on social media. That's why the Padres, as an organization, unfortunately, don't pay attention to a lot of you. Because while they look at the point and go, hey, it's kind of an interesting point, if you're not going to own it and write your name on it, then they don't have time to acknowledge it. Yeah. Sorry. They look and they go, you're too scared of your own opinion. Why the fuck should I acknowledge it? You're scared to own it. We're not. And look, you can go, hey, Doc Malibu, he doesn't have his name on. I get all that. I'm not arguing with you. What I'm saying is the other day when he points out we are who we are, a city that loves playing the victim card, at some point for anything to fucking change in this city, we better own it, acknowledge it, and then try to change it because until then we're a bunch of fucking pussies. Could I agree with you more? Bunch of crying fucking bitches in this town. Fuck all of you. I mean, really? That's what the the NFL's not coming back. They're not coming back. Stop here. it. There's nowhere to play. Why do we even mess around? There's nowhere to play. 28,000 seat stadium. Look, man, I'm good. But the good news is Landon Donovan says he's he's leading the charge to bring the MLS to San Diego. If I'm the MLS, I'm like, Landon, step aside. Get Frankie Hadick in town. Right? Frankie yeah. grew up in this fucking yeah. town. Where's Frankie? Get one of those guys to do it. Get Rob Machado involved. Get Tony Hawk. In. Well, all right. Sorry. Yeah, fuck Tony Hawk. He's one of the reasons the Chargers aren't here. We don't need him anymore. <laughs> Fucking Tory Pines guy. But you don't need Landon Donovan. You don't need Nick Stone. You don't need guys like that. They had plenty of fucking swings at the pinata, and they fucking whiffed every time. If I'm all you dicks that are jumping up and down, jerking off Landon Donovan today, why? What'd he do? He whiffed. Keep walking. I'm like, now nah, I can't stop reading through this guy's timeline. Well, they make you crazy. Up. I didn't realize uh, him and Kaplan hate each other. Kaplan hates everybody. Some guy said, <laughs> dude, the funniest thing, somebody said on Twitter today that Scott had been a real douche lately. And I, I, was, just waiting, that. That's funny. I was just waiting for Scott. Oh, you have to understand, anything you say will not have any impact on Kaplan at all. No. Like, that guy has lost the ability to give a shit, right? He, dude, he's a pro. He's, he's, he's like almost like Skip Bayless. Where Skip Bayless, if you look, doesn't follow anybody and never responds to one thing. Yeah, Scott retweets everything. Yeah, which is fantastic. I, I do the same thing. I favorite almost everything when Are he Are you going to apologize down. to Kaplan before we get out of here? For what? About sellouts? Yeah. It was Here's a your sellout. chance. No, I'm not. It was you a sellout. Why would I the apologize? The floor is yours. <laughs> I don't think it is. 
Because I was there when they said tonight today's crowd of twenty five thousand is a sellout. Yeah, who said it, John? It was announced over the PA. The same way the Padres announced today's crowd, twenty four thousand on a Wednesday three AM game. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna give you one more chance. You wanna apologize? I, I, will to not Scott? Apolog- I was there when they announced it was a sellout. Well, Scott hasn't been in one fucking game. It hasn't been in one game. The one game he went to LA was a Rams game. Well, that's because fucking uh, your guy, John Spanos, your buddy, ran him out of town. Cost him a paycheck. My buddy, John Spanos. All right. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. We, next show, we're going to uh, address this Josh Lewin thing again, by the way. Uh, what are you hearing? Well, we'll find out on the next show. How's that? All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow? Yeah, I'm good to go tomorrow. Yeah, uh, at Jeff Dotson, at Dave Pelle. How long did that go? An hour 32. Ah, that's good. Um, we will be putting these shows back up on Apple, iTunes. I know a lot of you asked about them. Well, I, last, I did put last week's up today. Okay. So it was about a week. All right. So, yeah, we'll give it about a week. We'll get them, we'll get them there And because I know a lot of you have said, hey, we want to support you with Patreon, but we're missing the show. We will eventually get them up. But for all of you that have supported us on Patreon, we, we do truly appreciate it. Absolutely. All yeah. right. We'll, uh, we'll get another one up tomorrow. Thank you very much. When I'm back